2: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah!
3: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
4: Hello and welcome back to Straight Fire with me, Jason McIntyre. It is Thursday, November 19th. Pretty big night in sports. We'll get to that shortly. Obviously, a huge Thursday night football game, Seattle, Arizona. We will break that down for the best bet. Big change up on the best bet uh, at the end of the uh, podcast today. And remember, this is your last opportunity to get in the five-star review. The awesome, memorable comment that is going to catch Rob G's eye. We're going to flag the best three, and the best three will receive $100. This is your last chance. iTunes, make it happen, folks. All right, before I get to the NBA draft, and we've got some big stories there. Uh, We've obviously got the huge Klay Thompson news. I just want to quickly go one minute on an incident that happened to me on Wednesday, I heard from a very reliable source that there was an incident between the New York Giants head coach and the New York Giants offensive line coach. The offensive line coach was fired during the bye week, which is kind of curious timing. If you look at the Giants offensive line, I mean, they just ran for a buck 50 against Washington without Saquon, they ran for a buck, I think, 60. Against the Eagles. A the Eagles in the trenches. Two good weeks for them. Daniel Jones, shockingly, back-to-back weeks, did not have a turnover. Unbelievable stuff. Now, he did take, I think it was seven or eight sacks, but that's because he's holding the ball longer. They're trying to teach him, hey, Danny, don't just throw it to make a play happen. That's a turnover. That's bad. You know, you're a young quarterback, but that's bad. Eat the sack. At any rate, Joe Judge goes to fire him, and Colombo does not take it well. There was an incident, uh, led to a little fisticuffs, and it was ugly. And I hear this from a reliable source, and you guys know me. I'm not out here. I'm not a reporter trying to break news left and right. That's not my job. I'm in the opinion business. Okay? When I hear stuff that's juicy, yeah, I'm going to put it out there. If you remember back in my day at the big lead, um, I think it was like 2015, right before I had left the big lead to go to Fox in 2016, I heard from an impeccable source because people like to talk to me. They like to tell me stuff. I'm a fun guy. I'm nice. I I text with a lot of people. Um, You're only as good as your information. You guys know that, right? And this, this source tells me, man, this DeMarcus Cousins stuff's getting ugly in Sacramento. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, DeMarcus Cousins... You know, they lost a game. He went into the locker room and he F-bombed George Carl, who was the head coach at the time, in front of the entire team. F-bombed them all. And all George Carl could do was walk out. And there was like a player's revolt. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, inside the locker room was a mess. Of course, nobody had reported this. So a couple days later, I hear about it. And I put it out there. And instantly, you know what everybody did? All the local reporters, no, that did not happen. That's BS. Nope, you're wrong. Did not happen. There was no incident. Um, No, Jason. Vlade did not ask players on the team. Players on the team. What should we do with George Carl? That didn't happen, Jason. Sorry. I reported all that happened. You can go read about it. It's on the internet. Of course, what happens? A couple days pass. Blah, blah, blah. And slowly but surely, it turns out, oh, Jason was right. He got good information. Now, nobody's going to say that because the local reporters covering the team's they don't want to look like they got scooped, that they're missing out on stuff. Then their editors go to them and are like, why don't you have this? How, how the hell can this guy get this? You know, at the time I was in Pennsylvania. Now I'm in LA. I'm sure there's people in New York saying, how's McIntyre getting this from LA? Yeah, New York Giants, he's not connected to the team. I think that shows you the level of the source here. I don't just put stuff out there to put it out there. At any rate, I get invited on every show in New York radio. I, I refuse all of them. What am I have to gain there? I'll tell the story here on my podcast. You want to hear it, you come listen to me. And that's that. Uh, we'll see what happens with Joe Judge and the new coach. We'll see if Colombo talks. It was ugly, and um, we'll see. Good luck, New York Giants. All right, on to the big story in sports, and this is a sad one. It's um, it's depressing. Clay Thompson suffered a serious injury playing pickup basketball in Los Angeles, and it appears that it's an Achilles injury. And if that is the case, and we'll know more as Thursday progresses, um, Clay's going to miss the season again. Last game he played in was game six of the finals against the Raptors. Kawhi was on the Raptors, Kevin Durant on the Warriors, and um, that was in 2019, June. We're probably not going to see Clay Thompson again until... October of 2021, and and it's just depressing because he's one of the greatest shooters in NBA history, bar none. And I was asking Rob G. I'm like, have we ever seen anything like this? A superstar, right? A, a, an all star, a uh, all NBA player, be lost for back to back full seasons. And I, I'm telling you guys, I look. John Wall has missed the last season and a half. Um, and like that's the level of star Klay Thompson was. Different player, obviously. Um, and the only other parallel I could find was Grant Hill, who was having an amazing start to his career, and then he only plays four games at age 28, misses the rest of the season, plays 14 games the next year, misses the rest of the season, then plays 29 games, misses the rest. Then misses the entire next year. So, in a four year span, Grant Hill played a total of 47 games in four years. And he was never really the same. He did have a good season after that, 194 and 3 uh, at the age of 32. But, like, that's, I mean, he was a 25 point a game guy, like first team all NBA caliber player. Grant Hill was on the path to greatness, and injuries wrecked him. And You guys know the guy we have on for gambling, Preston, um, the sports cheetah. I was texting with him, and his comparison is, you know what? Clay probably becomes somebody along the lines of Wesley Matthews, who doesn't have the speed, isn't as good of a defender, but is still very good, can still be a a very complimentary player. Wesley Matthews, by the way, is averaging like 15 a game after his slew of injuries. Um, and, and, And it's just... It's a bummer for the Warriors because it feels like the Splash Brothers are over. They were they were so bright and dominant for several years, and they won a bunch of titles. And now it's done, and I don't know where they go from here. They picked up James Wiseman, the seven footer in the draft, um, Draymond, James Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry. Folks, I don't think that's a top four team in the in the West. Uh, I do believe it's a playoff team if everybody could stay healthy. Rob G. actually has a somewhat genius idea, but I totally disagree with it. Um, Rob G., how should the Warriors, or how could they, salvage this Clay Thompson news?
5: By trying to trade for James Harden. Look, I I was saying this even before the Clay Thompson injury news came out. This was maybe even three or four days ago. I put it out on Twitter, and people blasted me for it. I said, look... The number two pick in this uh, NBA draft, which we just had with uh, James Wiseman, is a better asset to a tanking team like what Houston is going to be than anything that we've seen so far. If Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are off the table, which has been reported as of now that they are not available, then the number two pick is a better option than Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie. Whoever else you think, you know, I I guess maybe Tyler Hero, but I don't know if that would even be possible. You know, um, that is the best option. So if you're Golden State and you had envisions of running it back with Clay, Steph, and Draymond, and that was going to be your, you know, championship team running it back again, and now Clay's out, and we don't know confirmed if it's a torn Achilles, but it definitely looks like it's going to be a torn Uh. Achilles. So Steph Curry is not getting any younger you know, like you said, if and when Clay comes back in a year or so, he's not going to be Clay Thompson anymore. He's going to be may, hopefully better than Danny Green, but something like that. Oh, no, a he's center, not going to be Danny
4: Green. Come on. But yeah. a
5: defender, shooter, you know, a lesser version of himself. So you got to capitalize on this Steph Curry window while you have him. I don't <coughs> understand why, if you're Golden State, you wouldn't put that uh, Andrew Wiggins contract, which is perfect the way it is, you don't add anything else to it. James Wiseman, and to me, the sweetener is that 2021 Minnesota Timberwolves top three protected pick. That right there is far and away better than anything a tanking Houston Rockets franchise can ask for that we know is on the table. I think that, that, that if you're Golden State, that's a move.
4: So here, I mean, I don't know if they could afford Harden with Harden's big deal. Curry's big deal. Can they have two super maxes on the roster plus Draymond's deal plus clay's deal? I just don't, I don't know if that's feasible, but my issue is that 2021 Timberwolves pick is massive. Okay. Next year's draft is stacked. Uh, if you feel like Googling 2021 NBA mock draft, there's some really, really strong ones out there. Um, like it's way better than this past draft. However, look at the West Rob G. Timberwolves are not a playoff team. They're not. It'll, it would be a colossal upset if they squeezed into the playoffs. I mean, you look up and down the list. I don't know that they're top 10 in the West. I mean, are the Sacramento Kings finally going to make the leap? They've got some good players on that team. I don't think it's healthy. The Spurs never totally fall off the map. I think Popovich is still there. I mean, who all are the Timberwolves passing? So suddenly, that's a lottery pick, and... You, you, Who knows how high of a pick that is?
5: But you got to give up something if you're going to get a James Harden. And and like I said, the Andrew Wiggins deal, because he was so vastly overpaid by Minnesota because they screwed up so bad, his contract is big enough where you can send it straight across, and it works. So if
4: Harden went from being the most ball-dominant player in the NBA to the most selfless system in the league... Would it look like he was following in Kevin Durant's footsteps, or does it not matter at that point? You're on a stack well, team. This, I don't at him.
5: this point, he was going to follow Kevin Durant the person, ah! his footsteps yes. to Brooklyn. Like it, it, I I understand the the, the optics of it looks kind of funny, but if you're Golden State, they're they're in win now mode. They're not looking to build any further. I mean, I guess they were hoping that if they had the the three guys and then plus James Wiseman, that that was their future centerpiece, but that right now they're in a position to win a title. I don't. I think that they would be the biggest threat to the Lakers. Personally, would be the uh, healthy. If they got James squad. Harden, right. But if no, if, even without James Harden, if they had the healthy Clay Thompson, I think they would be the biggest threat in the West. Yeah. So um. if if you think that you have any chance of winning, and, and James Harden already said that he's going to only do two years, and then reevaluate whatever he does after that. If you can get another title in the Steph Curry era. I think you gotta go for it. Squeeze in another chip.
4: Yeah. I mean curry we know that they're not gonna be done if ah, it just stinks the I, I don't know how they pull this off. They have a decent bench. I still think even without clay and the roster as it is now, um, I think they're still five to eight in the West.
5: So Steph Curry, James Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green.
4: And they have resist. a couple other guys. Uh, Pashal's not bad.
5: Uh, Jordan right. Poole. A couple role players. If you could get them to orbit around Curry, you may have something. Um, well, we saw th- that last season minus James Wiseman, and they were terrible even when Steph Curry was healthy. Yeah, but
4: all those guys were rookies. Paschal and Poole, they had never really played. Um, and it was only a couple games with Curry, right?
5: Right, but oh. the West is deeper than it's ever been. Yeah, this is true.
4: All right, so maybe, yeah, it's going to be close. I, I, you know me. I'm a sucker for Curry. Um, I, I just, I'm a big fan at any rate. Um, all right, let's get to the draft. And this was a weird draft, so we're going to take it a different route. Um, just from looking at the top four in the draft, if you got home late from work and you plop on the draft, and these are the first four names you hear. Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, LaMelo Ball, and Patrick Williams. You're like, "What what? Who? What the hell's going on here?" First of all, Patrick Williams who went 4, okay? Played at Florida State, you probably didn't know that. Did not start one game all season. <laughs> Freshman. Averaged 9 points a game. He went 4th in the draft. LaMelo Ball, we know didn't play one college game. LaVar Ball's his dad. James Wiseman played three games, and then the NCAA was like, you can't play, you took benefits, blah, blah, blah. Anthony Edwards, the number one pick, went to a football school, Georgia, and it was on like a 500 team, or whatever their record was. Like, this was a brutal draft, guys. Um, I will just say, of that top four, the only interesting thing, and I didn't notice this until I was researching it, ESPN interviewed everybody. Who was drafted. And when it was LaMelo Ball's turn, there were technical difficulties. And someone smart reminded me, hey, they don't talk to the Ball family because of the dad. I was like, what happened? They banned him from the network because in 2019, he made some comment to a host, Molly Karam. She hosts, is she still first take, Rob G? Yes, she is. First take, okay. Um, she said during a segment with LeVar Ball on the set. All right, let's switch gears. And apparently LeVar Ball, and there's video of this. LeVar Ball said, you can switch gears with me anytime. Or something along those lines. Is that accurate, Rob G? Yes. Okay. Um, and they banned him. Like, what are you doing, LeVar Ball? Like, listen, Molly Karam, obviously very nice, uh, super attractive. She's married to Jalen Rose. But you can't say that to someone on television. Come on. Like, it's just, uh And now you cost your kid an interview, maybe, uh, allegedly, technical difficulties, which happened to nobody else the entire night. It's just a kid's moment. And you ruined it because you're a douche. And it's just, I don't know. Anyways, all right.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside.
4: Uh, Rob G. and I thought that we could break it down by three big winners slash losers slash what the hell are you doing? The big winners, are you ready for this? Uh, Daryl Morey and the Sixers. So Daryl Morey's been on the job for what, 10 days? A week? 14 days? I don't know. And he is cleaning up the mess that Elton Brand made. Amazingly, in a jaw-dropping moment on Wednesday, Daryl Morey got the Sixers off that horrendous Al Horford contract. Okay. Then he traded Josh Richardson, who I didn't love as a signing anyway. They got him. He didn't really do anything. In exchange, he gets Seth Curry from the Mavs. Now, yes, Doc Rivers is the father of Callie Rivers. Callie Rivers is the wife of Seth Curry. So, you know, there's there's that connection there. But at the same time, Remember, Mavs Clippers, go listen to the early podcasts of this show. We were raving about Seth Curry. He was the second best player on the Mavericks. Remember, Porzingis got hurt. When they pushed the uh, paperclips, Curry averaged only 12.8 points a game, but he was phenomenal. He doesn't miss. 48% shooting. I'm sorry, 58% shooting, 47% from three, 100% from the foul line. That's an amazing get. Then... They draft Tyrese Maxey from Kentucky, who is—I tell you—this kid is good. That, that might have been one of the best draft picks of the first round. These Kentucky players, right? They're in that Calipari system, so they—they kind of have to make some sacrifices. And you watch them all pop in the NBA. Bam, Adebayo. Remember him from Kentucky? Yeah, I didn't think so. I mean, he's been awesome with the Miami Heat. Tyler Hero. Jamal Murray. Did anybody think when Jamal Murray was in Kentucky, he'd be dropping 50 burgers in the playoffs on the reg? Jamal Murray is an awesome player. He was in that Kentucky system. Tyrese Maxey could be the next guy. Um, And then the other thing, they got Danny Green, former Laker, former Raptor, two-time defending champ. That's what he is. He's won the last two titles in that Al Horford trade. So you get shooting, shooting, and more shooting. You get some professionalism in Danny Green. A guy who actually can go to the locker room and say, oh, I've won something. Unlike you, Joel Embiid. Unlike you, Ben Simmons. I mean, listen, Rob G, Daryl Morey, home run, grand slam, whatever you want to call it. He's dominant this week.
5: Oh, yeah. And, and, and I don't know if this is a precursor to a bigger James Harden deal. I saw some people filming that on Twitter. I don't know if they were you know, just being hopeful or if it was a legitimate idea, but... They have set themselves up to where they actually have a plan now. That was the issue they had last year. They just had all these parts that didn't fit. They had nine big guys, you know, no guards. And it seems like there is a vision, finally, Daryl Morey put into place. We got our big man in Joel Embiid. It looks like they're probably going to be playing Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris as like a 3-4 hybrid, either one of those two guys. And just like LeBron does, where he's the point guard, but the two guards in the backcourt, neither one of them are real point guards they are just shooters. And I think that now there's there's a plan how they want to play and what they want to do to be effective. I think they uh, they were the big winners definitely this week.
4: Yeah, um, the, one of the teams that and we have two. What the hell are they doings right, Rob G? We got the Timberwolves who picked first, and they got Anthony Edwards, which is you know it's a great it's a good pick. Uh, I mean, the guy who
5: does not like basketball.
4: Guy got, we don't know how much he likes basketball, and I'm curious how much he's going to like winter in Minnesota on a losing basketball team. But that's another story. Um, they already have D'Angelo Russell. Remember, they picked up Malik Beasley at the trade deadline from Denver, and then he went out, uh, I guess, during the pandemic and got a DUI. And last year, they drafted Jarrett Culver in the lottery, the kid out of uh, Texas Tech who helped them get to the Final Four. Talented player. I don't. So that's four guys right there in the backcourt. And then Rob G, in the middle of the draft, they trade for Ricky Rubio. What, what am I missing here? What, what are we doing? We got D'Angelo Russell, and now we're adding Ricky Rubio?
5: They must not like D'Angelo Russell. That's what it sounds like to me. But no, D'Angelo Russell loves Carl Anthony Towns. Isn't Carl right. Anthony Towns like the leader of the franchise? And, and that's not even counting that the guy they got later in the first round, Jaden McDaniels, is supposed to be a wing player as well. So... Unless they're going to run a four-out offense with the cat in the middle, you know, take it back to high school days. I don't know what their plan is. Yeah. I don't think they have a plan. And like you mentioned earlier, that uh, 2021 draft pick is a very, very interesting piece for Golden State if things yeah. go the way we think they're going This go is
4: not a playoff so. team, folks. Any way you slice it. I mean, Phoenix is better. Um, Denver, Dallas. You go up and down the list. I don't know what the hell the Wolves are doing. And to round out NBA draft coverage before we get to the NFL, um what are the Pelicans doing? I, I, I don't get it. Rob, maybe you can explain it to me. You've got Zion Williamson. The NBA is desperate to make him a star. They need him to be a star. There's a reason. They tweaked the playoff uh, structure to give him a chance to get in. Then they highlighted him in the first game of the bubble. Okay? They need Zion to be good. The Pelicans, this week, added Eric Bledsoe via trade. They added George Hill via trade. Those are, I don't know, you could say two point guards. Hill's like a combo guard. They already have Lonzo Ball. They have J.J. Redick. And their first round draft choice was, I think, the youngest player in the draft, Kira Lewis, a point guard out of Alabama. He's a blur. He's lightning quick. But what, is he going to start in the G League? I mean, is that the game plan? Because you can you can't be awful. You can't trot out garbage there with Zion Williamson and the clock ticking. I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know if Lonzo is long for New Orleans. I have heard that he could be on his way out. I heard that a while ago. I put out a tweet. People like, oh no, you just traded for Lonzo. I, 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 I just, I don't know what the hell the Pelicans are doing. Uh, Rob G, I know you're, uh, you're a big Lonzo fan. Do you? Th- I mean, I can't imagine that they're gonna keep him. Does he end up in Charlotte with his brother Lamelo?
5: Uh, I don't think he ends up in Charlotte, but I have heard the same things that you've heard, and this goes back to the time in the bubble, that, that he is kind of on the outs there. It feels that way. And the, the draft that they had last night definitely kind of veers that direction. One thing I did hear, I didn't share it with you, is uh, there's a Lakers Twitter. I don't know if you've been a part of it or if you've seen it or heard it. You've been maybe been attacked for some of your, your slanderous Lakers takes that you throw oh, out from God. time to time. But there is a groundswell amongst some people that believe that Lonzo Ball could be headed back to the Lakers. Maybe not this offseason, <laughs> but the following offseason.
4: <laughs> to do what?
5: <laughs> no, just because the, the obviously it's not working out with them in, in New Orleans. They, you mentioned before, I feel like he's on the way out. I forgot. They have, they,
4: oh, sorry, Rob G. They also have Frank Jackson out of Duke who plays, and they drafted Nikhil Alexander-Walker from Virginia Tech. So right there, that is is four. Five, six, seven guards. You can't have a seven-guard rotation. It's you just that it doesn't work. Uh, and cannot. Josh Hart is like a combo. They drafted Elijah Hughes, who's like a combo small forward out of Syracuse. Brandon Ingram still there. Your guy, uh, Rob G. Hughes, Brandon Ingram guy. I, I I don't know what the game plan is, man. David Griffin. Another one of these guys. The and media they got 28 looks.
5: picks in the next three years. Yeah, what so, are we doing? you know, they're going to get another yeah. guard <laughs> next year, too.
4: Are they in the mix for Harden? Can they put together an enticing package with picks and, um you know, some of these, uh, like, take Lonzo Ball off our hands? Like, I, I don't know.
5: Well, real quick, I know we're going to get to the NFL. I know you've got a lot of time. But I don't understand the love for David Griffin and Sam Preston. who well, I think yeah. they're both very smart. but. This is not the NFL. There's no point in having 22 first-round picks over the next five years when the roster is only 15 guys. And at best, if you're lucky, maybe four out of those guys over the next five years are going to pan out. Yeah. So I don't know what it is you think. Like, we saw this with Boston. They had three first-round picks, and they were trying to give that, their left arm, and their future kids a uh, 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 college tuition to move up in the draft. because There's no reason you're going to be wanting to draft three guys in the same draft. It doesn't make sense. It, it,
4: it's, you, you hit on a great point, and it's weird, Rob G, because in NBA land, winning the trade is basically did you get first round draft picks? We don't care what the result is, uh, like who that pick is later. At least you got a first round pick. And it all goes back to that Danny Ainge heist from the Nets where they got a bunch of first round picks and pick swaps or whatever. And it's great. You know, Danny Ainge totally ripped them off. But you're right. That's all it takes is to win now. Sam Presti's winning because he picks up draft picks. But what has he done with the picks? They haven't round, won a playoff series since Kevin Durant left. But he's got a million picks, so he's doing a great job. Heck of a job. Heck of a job, Brownie. You know? Like, is that what we're doing here? And it's, I, you mentioned a point about, like, the NBA nerds on social media. I, I know this, people are going to kill me for this, but it almost feels like some of these front offices want to win the social media crowd with, we got draft picks, and look, we have potential, and these picks could become so, 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 and this could become this, and we have cap room. Rob, at what point do we need to admit, it only matters if you're like six six or seven teams to have cap room. Like, it just doesn't. The Atlanta Hawks have a m- millions of dollars in cap space. They're not getting anybody. That's just the reality, isn't it?
5: Yeah, and it like, only matters if you have all those picks if they're all in the top three or four. Right. If yeah. you have the 19, 27, and 30, Yeah. good luck. Yeah, what is that doing for you? Look you at know, how many trades there
4: were at the end of the first round. You know, like, oh, I'll give you my 28th pick. Who cares? Knicks, you can have it. Knicks are like, clamoring. We got to get the 23rd pick. I got to get Daniel Oturu or whoever. Like, I don't know, guys. Anyways, I, I like the draft. It was a fun night. Um, and that now we all just wait for the James Harden deal and uh, probably end up tackling that tomorrow. But I want to get out of here with the best bet.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside.
3: The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it.
2: Here's your best bet.
4: We lost on Monday Night Football, dropping the record to 43 35 and 5. Still a decent, that's a good percentage. Barely profitable. But um, I'm switching it up on you guys this week. You're going to love it. So Seattle is a three point favorite. At home against Arizona. And if you remember back on Monday. That was one of those. Wait a minute. Seattle which has lost 3 of 4. And Russell Wilson's a turnover machine. And the defense is a joke. They're favored. And the line has come down. uh, Seattle by 5.5 is down to 3. The total is what I'm going to pick off here. And you guys are going to hate it. You're really not going to like this. I like the. Under. This is one of the highest totals of the year. It's currently at 57 and a half, okay? Here's the logic. The first final the first game was 37.34 so it had landed on 71. It needed overtime. but remember with like six minutes left, it was 34 24 before a crazy uh, Arizona rally, okay? On a Thursday, I'm taking the under 57 and a half, okay? Why would you take the under, Jason? Okay. Arizona played a crazy game on Sunday. They have had a brutal stretch of late of very tough opponents. Miami. Then they played Buffalo. Now they gotta go on the road to Seattle. Seattle, equally difficult stretch. On the road in Buffalo, then against the Rams. Both of these teams have are they've got to be exhausted. This is a tough stretch for both teams. And Sunday was an was a exciting game for Arizona. You went on a Hail Mary. Yeah, you, thrilling. I think they come out of that a little sluggish. I think Seattle equally does. If you look at their second half, folks, three points. That's it. That's it. Teams have figured out Russ without a running game. Carson and Hyde, if they don't play, nobody respects DJ Dallas. So if you don't have to respect the run game, you can keep the safeties back, and then you don't get burned by Lockett for 50-yard touchdowns. You don't get burned deep by DK Metcalf and his speed. And this Seattle offensive line, so beat up, last week their center was out. What happened? Russ got hit 12 times, most times this year. He was seeing ghosts in the pocket. Go look on YouTube at uh, Ram Seahawks last week. Seriously, take a minute, go look at it. When they show the Russell Wilson sacks, he drops back in the pocket, everything's covered up, and he kind of turtles up quickly when he even anticipates the rush. And it's still like, it's not like turtle up, hit. It's like turtle up, one beat, then hit. He was nervous in the pocket. He, he uh, The Rams were all over everything he was doing. Jalen Ramsey held Metcalf without a target for two and a half quarters. Now, listen, I don't think Patrick Peterson could do that. Uh, Patrick Peterson did have an interception. He dropped two against Buffalo. He's still good. He's not elite. Um, And if you really think about that first half, Seattle, Arizona, last time they met, there was that memorable DK Metcalf chase down. uh, And it was a tight first half. I almost want to bet the under first half as well. Um, I just feel like Arizona, both these teams are really beat up and if I'm Arizona and I'm exhausted from this stretch and I really want to keep this game in my within striking distance, I'm running the football with Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds, and Kyler Murray. Remember, Kyler Murray has more rushing yards than Kamara, more than Zeke Elliott, more than Todd Gurley. By the way, Todd Gurley's having a good year. And I think Arizona's going to run the ball, and I know that we like to think tempo, tempo, tempo. My gut tells me, this is a much slower-paced game. I would not be shocked if this were 13-10 at the half and people are like, where's the offense? Russ has been sacked 11 times in the last two weeks. His career high for interceptions, are you ready for this, is 11. He has 10 with seven games left! Russell is having a bad year. We can admit that now. He's just not playing that well. And, it, by the way, Jamal Adams, you know, Jets totally won that deal. Jamal Adams playing like garbage. Um... I would love to give out Arizona plus three, but just too many people that I respect think Seattle is the t- is the side here. Um, a lot of money is on Arizona. I think as we get closer to kickoff, we'll see Seattle money, and this will go up to three and a half or uh, maybe four. But I'm going with the under. And I know life is too short to bet the under. And I know that it's risky as hell betting unders in, in uh, 2020 when every game seemingly goes over. But My best bet for Thursday Night Football, and it's going to be one where I do the sign of the cross right before kickoff, and let's root for no points, but uh, I'm going with the under here. Everybody, enjoy the game. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, announcing the $100 winners and NFL picks for Week 11. Everybody, have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that
0: mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats,
2: Zumo Play.